And welcome back to 216 Baseball, your Cleveland baseball podcast. His name's Alex. My name is Paul. And if you guys are ready for the 2023 Cleveland Guardians to beat the shit out of the entire MLB, you're in the right spot. Let's get into it. what's going on man not much we are back at it we've we haven't recorded in like i know we took like an impromptu hiatus yeah it's been like 16 days well i mean you know the series had like two rainouts and a dumb scheduled off day to begin with so it's only been wrapped up for a week and then it took over a week for that series i believe yeah it took over a week it took eight days for that series to be done since the last time we recorded um so yeah here we are. Yep. I forget how to do this. I'm not going to lie. I kind of like <laughs> I've been so freaking busy with work and then like yeah. coordinating move stuff and just there's so many moving pieces. And then, yeah, we have a seven month old, which is the best excuse ever. But there's so much going on that like I was so invested in the team and then it was kind of like run, run, run. And then it was like, OK, just focus on other stuff. But yeah, now it's the off season. We can't make moves yet uh, until after the World Series is done. But my brain automatically clicks then second only to winning. And having games to watch is like playing armchair GM and it's fun. And then like we do this for like six months and then it's not very fun after about a month. But, you know, it's fun to speculate. Got to think they're going to do some stuff, but we'll get into that. Um, but yeah, crazy season, dude. But we'll we'll break it down. What about you? Not much, man. Uh, I'm quarantined right now because I did not know that. Got the got the vid again. You have it again? You didn't even tell me that. It's like your fourth time. Maybe uh, fifth. It's fifth, yeah. Why didn't you tell me this? Oh, just didn't think it was that important. Well, how do you feel? Are you okay? I'm fine. I'm not showing any symptoms. The guy I coach with, uh, he tested positive. And then I took a test yesterday. I took two tests yesterday. I feel fine. I'm not showing any symptoms. Well, that's good. But in the meantime... I was trying. What's the freaking phrase? That's why I just like froze. What is it? Uh, while the kids away, somebody will play. What's the? Fr- I was gonna make that dumb phrase. While school's away, the boys will play, or I don't know. Whatever that. <laughs> you crush that. I, I <laughs> crush that joke to any new listeners. They're like, oh yeah, this is my new favorite podcast yeah. ever. Not top even baseball. Humor. Yeah, top tier humor. But I kind of just froze thinking of it. So I was like, yeah. oh god, I gotta say something. <laughs> No, but I feel fine. Uh, I'm going to take a, another couple tests tomorrow and the day after. Because um, yeah. I think I'll... This is the first time I've never had symptoms, so I don't think I have it. I think they were false positives. Yeah. Because like, I've always had some sort of symptoms, but... Yeah, it's beat your ass, TBH. Yeah, but here we are. Yeah, look at us. Who'd have thought? Not me. Well, I'm glad that you're doing okay. Because other than yeah, that, again, this is news I've been, to me. Um, playing a lot of Overwatch two. Playing some. Playing some. I played the whole Call of Duty Modern Warfare two campaign, which was gas. That it was. 
you played the first Modern Warfare 2 campaign, right? Like the original, yeah, of course. Yeah. I never played the isn't Ghost. Yeah, well, no, wasn't the last World of War what was the last what was last year's one that came out? Uh Vanguard? Oh, that was Vanguard. Yeah, I can't keep up with Vanguard it. But the new one's or... just called like World or uh, it's just called Modern Warfare, right? Modern Warfare 2, yeah. Oh, uh, Modern Warfare 2, yeah. Okay. Uh this but, is the best my, uh I said this about the last one as well. I th- wait, is the I new might've... game out? I thought it doesn't come uh, out for like a week. So I pre-ordered the game, and if you pre-ordered it, they gave you early access to the campaign. Oh shit, okay. So I yeah. played through the campaign. Oh my fucking god. This is the best campaign I've played on any video game ever. Really? Wow. Yeah. By a by a lot. Okay. Was it pretty long or how long yeah. did it take you to get I, I think it took me like um I think it's like twelve missions, but each mission takes like a solid half hour, 45 minutes. Damn. Well, that's plenty of time to play the campaign. Yeah. So I, I finished that and highly recommend it to anyone that's that's thinking about get it. The campaign alone makes it worth it. Okay. Well, luckily we game share. So um, I get that shit for free. I didn't know yeah. that you ordered it. Although I have not played my Xbox, I tried forever to get a Series X and then got it right before ever it was born, played it a little bit, and then obviously had a child. And then played when he was younger just because he napped a lot, and he still does, but dude, work's been so crazy. Oh my god, I don't have time to barely do anything but sleep and work. Um, But yeah, I'll have to check it out. It's starting to cool off a little bit. But often, yeah. Yeah, I haven't even played Overwatch 2. That tells you how crazy busy yeah. I've been. And the, I'm so excited. The, I haven't even touched it. Junker Stein or the, the Halloween co op events yeah. out now. So, ooh, I know I'm gonna have to. I, it's been like, I'm like, man, I gotta fire fire the old girl up again. Yeah, see. I know. <laughs> Get I everything straight uh, Right now, I've I placed in like silver five, and I think I'm up to like silver two. Oh, it, did, does it go reverse like five to one or yeah, silver, six to silver like, one is like the lower hot, is... right before gold. Yeah, gotcha. Um, but I, it was putting some people out in like bronze five when they first uh placed. I saw a lot of people get thrown into bronze five. Yeah, I know that they had to put a patch or something like that on, and it was uh I don't know. I'm not I'm not that involved in it yet, but yeah, that's how far behind I am, but I'll I'll get caught up on it. This is busy season for me. Yeah. So we'll we'll see. But anyway, we should probably talk about baseball. Um Man, what a season. I mean, heartbreaker. Uh, yeah. but nothing will rip your heart out more than baseball. I adamantly and believe that. Losing in game five. It will just break your heart, the highest of the highs and the lowest of the lows. I mean, this team not only sweeping the Rays in the wild card series, but then to push the Yankees to game five and at, you know, at one point after three games being up to one. Crazy, crazy, crazy. I mean, I'm just so proud of them. I mean, it hurts like a motherfucker. Yeah, I mean, there's no other way I mean, around this is that. Coming out on Tuesday. We, we, I mean, we said it when we were when we were watching the game together is that we couldn't wait for the Yankees to get swept by the Astros and they got swept. So yeah, knew there was like basically no doubt they might, I knew they'd get made. I said swept. I could see one, you know, just cause yeah, baseball, they could, baseball. Yeah. But the like, Yankees could have pulled one out in New York, but 
I knew it was going to be a good old fashioned dicking, and it was because yeah. we would have put up more fight than them. I'm not saying we would have won. I don't know how many games we would or wouldn't have won, but we would have just looked a lot better than them. It was pathetic. Um, but they beat us. It was what it was, fair and square. Just so proud of these guys. You know, attaboys don't count, and, you know, losing sucks. Uh, someone said losing. I've seen somebody say losing hurts a lot worse than how good winning feels. It's not the yeah. same. And that's true, but, I mean, you just look ahead at what we've There's accomplished. The, that's and- the difference between, like, Good athletes and great athletes. Good athletes love to win. Great athletes hate losing. Yeah, I think that's fair. And I just kind of keep thinking that, you know, that we don't want to add a boys and all that. But I mean, in a year where I thought we were going to be, you know, four this games year was under, just supposed to be figuring things out. Yeah, it was just going to be cool. You know, 78, 83 ish wins. We win 92 games. We win the division by 11 games. We sweep the Rays in the wild card and we push the Yankees. I mean, it was, we had, I think what makes it hurt so bad is not only because it's so fun to watch your team succeed, but it's because those of us that are around baseball a lot know is that like we could potentially not be back for like three years or maybe we're a powerhouse next year. And I expect us to be successful, but we could get bounced in the first round next year. Yeah. Like you just September Tw- is circa 2017. Oct- yeah. October. I said September. Sorry. October is just a crapshoot. Like the Phillies were the sixth seed and they're in the world series and they've lost two games in the playoffs so far. I mean, like Bryce and Harper we kind of showed playing yeah. some of the best baseball I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, he's popping off. He's he's big time players make big time plays in big time and, games, like, and that's what he's doing. One like what everyone was always scrut- scrutinizing. Yeah, about yeah, you got like, a king about him is that like he didn't show up in big games. Like he wasn't a playoff guy. Something a, a switch flip because god damn. Yeah, he's popping off. It's his year, man. MVP last year. They were talking hurt about this it. year, but he still had, a great season. In the NLCS, he had four home runs, and at that point, he had four home runs. The Yankees only had two hits, and I was like, "God, fuck!" Yeah. Wait, uh, say the, the what? Say the very first part again. That so Bryce Harper had four home runs in the NLCS. He and had that, four. I think so. That sounds like way too much. Hang on. I know he had the big one. This feels like way too much. Harper had two. Hoskins had four in the in the L- LCS. Maybe God, that was yeah. just Phillies. In like two games, they had four home runs, and the Yankees only had two hits. Harper or something like has that. Harper has five postseason home runs, but he had two in the league. I mean, that's still awesome. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Uh, maybe I read the quote wrong, or I'm misremembering it. But there, it was pretty much that the Yankees sucked in the ALCS, and the Phillies were popping off, and I fucking love that. Yeah, I, I mean, I've never been a big Padres guy. I like don't hate them. I don't really have anything against them. They're it's frauds. Just, it's just, yeah, I, I kind of tweeted out that they're just they're an organization that spends like a big market team which I applaud them for spending like a big market team, even though they're in a small market team, because they prove that you can not just cry poor. You know what I mean? You can run your baseball team that way. You don't have to. It's not always sustainable to give out giant contracts. And then they have all these great prospects, but they get fleeced in every trade ever, courtesy of the Guardians, get get bent, right? But they get fleeced on like every trade. They gave out like 
God knows how much money to Eric Hosmer, which was at the time was the dumbest contract ever. Everyone's like, Ooh, I don't know, dog. Like that ain't it for Eric Hosmer. And yeah, he's just painfully mid and even below. And then they gave out the thing to Tatis after he played like a year and a half, which that's a philosophical thing, but I'm not judging him for that, but they do all this stuff and they never, you know, they never get to much of anything. They made the league championship series and October is a crapshoot. Again, it, it totally is, but like, I don't know. They just, they're just painfully average even when they go all in. And so, but the Phillies are kind of the, they I have, tweeted, I was like, kind of the Phillies too. It's just, they're hot right now. Like the Phillies usually are chokers down the stretch. They almost yeah. choked this one away, but they're just hot and they're doing it. And so, but yeah, they're the Phillies or the Padres baseball, never move me. And they're yeah. hitting the ball. And that's a successful recipe in playoff baseball. Yep. And good pitching for the most yeah. part. From what I can tell, I haven't watched super closely, but I mean, I, I've paid enough attention. But yeah, the they just the Padres don't move me. I know people are kind of like, oh, the Padres, because they think they feel like it's the little brother to the Dodgers. And obviously, we're not going to root for the Dodgers. So I understand that energy. But it's also like, no, I don't care about them at the same time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's that's I mean, if the Padres are playing the Dodgers, I will root for the Padres. But I don't like care about the yeah. Padres outside of that. I the I the Padres are up there as one of my least favorite teams in baseball. Wow. I don't feel that strongly. Yeah, they're but probably I respect it. They're probably like Is there a reason why? As A, I don't like San Diego as a okay. as a city. B um they're they go out and they spend all this money and get the best names in base like they went and got the they went and got um Juan Soto this year and they went and they have all these big players and they do nothing like they they just suck and it's it's painful to watch that all this talent pretty much go to waste yeah and I mean they had the Dodgers in the division right who are something but I mean at the end of the day (laughs) where are the Dodgers right now yeah exactly not playing baseball I'll tell you that true so <laughs> playoff baseball is a bitch, man. Yeah. This shit is crazy. But um, yeah. So, I mean, Astros, Phillies, World Series. We'll see. I don't I mean, you never know with the Phillies, but dog, I saw them chanting like we want, uh, you know, we want Houston, Houston. dog. No, you don't. You I promise you. <laughs> I know you do not. Don't. Just, Houston's don't on a war that. path to avenge the cheating scandal. That's because Houston has been quite literally one of the best organizations and one of the best teams in baseball for the last like six years. I oh, mean, yeah. it's like not. I mean, they're just a monster on paper, which baseball is not played on paper. I just want to throw that in there on paper. They should basically be in or win the World Series almost every year mm-hmm. in them and the Dodgers. Not played on paper, but they've also been to one, two, three, four World Series in the last six years, right? 17, 19, 21, and 22. So they're doing something right. And they've yeah. been to six straight league championship series. 
the the ALCS runs through Houston quite literally. That is the craziest shit. And to convert four of the six is nuts. Like to get the Series, they won the ALCS. They swept the Yankees in the ALCS, and Jose Altuve was non-existent. Still cheeks, yeah. You know what I mean? Like one of your best players barely showed up to the fucking stadium. Yeah. And that's how playoff baseball goes. Certain people just need to get hot, but you got Jordan Alvarez. Their pitching is nasty from top to bottom. And they got guys that put the balls in the seats. Alex Bregman has played over 70 games in the postseason. He has taken almost a half of a regular season's worth of at-bats in the postseason alone. That is in- invaluable. You can't. You literally can't put a price on that's that. Like that experience. You just that's that's crazy. So yeah, I yeah I I don't know. It is what it is. But uh, yeah, I mean, did you want to add anything else about the season other than kind of we, we talked about it a little like, bit it, last it's, season it's, or last episode? I feel like we dedicate a whole episode to like a full season recap, like our 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 high points, maybe our low points. Talk about some of our favorite stuff, some of our not favorite stuff, but um, I yeah, think there's tr- no rush I, on that. But oh, I get what I was you're saying. Say, I think you tried to mute yourself, but you didn't. But nope, um, I unmuted myself. Uh, but I think we do like a full episode on that, so I'm kind of going to leave stuff towards that because I want to go back and find some of my favorite highlights, and then I want us to find like our five favorite highlights of the season, and then bring them up in the in the episode. You know what I mean? And talk about it. But yeah. it's, it was just fun to watch these kids play baseball. Absolutely. And and a team, again, that the number one, we, we, we figured it out. We didn't let bums stick around all year. You know, oh, no. Bradley Zimmer. Yeah, true. <laughs> but Bradley, Bradley Zimmer, Oscar Mercado, uh, Logan T. Allen. Uh, no, T. Allen's the, the one that we want. Sorry, yeah. Ooh, no. Yeah. Yeah. She Allen's the one in the minors right now. Logan Allen okay. was the one that was Logan S. Allen. Okay. Logan Allen. Uh Bobby Bradley. Uh Yu Chang. Like all these Ernie Clement ended up getting it too. Like I I, I mean I'm just so proud of what they did. I mean, Quan put up, I think, almost five war. Andres Jimenez, five point one war. I mean, like just crazy. I mean, yeah. in a year where Framil Reyes gets DF8. <laughs> what? Like, and here we are. It's nuts. It's absolutely yeah. nuts what this team accomplished. So I, I just can't even believe that. And then I think down the road, we'll talk about what our biggest additions and subtractions will be for next year. Um, But yeah, it was fun to watch it. Like as a, not that we have to watch every game because we I I don't watch every game, but like fake fan, how many of us? <laughs> did you watch every game? I did not watch every okay, game. Yeah, suck my balls. Um, <laughs> but this season was like you felt yourself, at least for me. This season more so than the past couple, like wanting to watch more games. Because they were yeah. fun. You know what I mean? Like last year, it was kind of rough to watch some games. Like it was, there was a, a decent bit of rough stretch where it was like, uh. 
Well, it was fun uh, at first, up ten yeah. games at the All Star break, and then our entire pitching staff. And then it got, like, and then it gets hmm. tough to watch, and then you're just like, now the season's just going to drag on for another eighty six games, yeah. and you're like, uh. but this year, uh. like, it, it every game was fun to watch. The, you never knew when this team was just going to snap and pop off for an inning to score four runs on three doubles, a two walks, and a single. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's just it, this season was a lot of fun to watch. It was, it was, and I mean, it was just one of those groups that had just a special something going. Like yeah. you couldn't put your finger on it. You just knew, like, okay, this team is the chemistry is was there. They, you could tell that they were all fighting for each other, and they didn't give a fuck what anyone else thought. Absolutely, absolutely. It's it was a special team, man. So yeah, we'll 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 do a, a dedicated episode for the highs and lows by month or or get through all that. But what a what a special team! What a great year! Uh, I mean, if you told me that we were going to push the Yankees to Game Five in the ALDS at the beginning of the year, I mean, we'd all say like, relax. You know what I mean? Even getting yeah. to the wild card round, we'd be like, wow, everything really went our way. If I told you that we won the division. You'd be like, holy shit, are you kidding me? And if we said by 11 games, you'd be like, what happens in the yeah. future? I have to know. I have to fucking know. What, what alternate reality future. did I end up in? Yeah. I mean, it's just crazy. And yeah. I mean, to be one win away, I, I, but I think our weaknesses got exposed to at the same time. Like, you, yeah. it didn't matter how well we pitched. And I think I underestimated our pitching. Like, I knew how good it is, obviously, but it was cool to see McKenzie be that dude. Bieber to clear his postseason excuse me, um, pitching record too, to be not be seen as, you know, a fraud that people were trying to say because the Yankees blew him up in game one of the, you know, wild card round in 2020. And that was his only game ever in the postseason, yeah. I believe. And for him to show, like, I'm a fucking ace, suck my balls, you know, and yeah. all that is like, uh, the pitching you have staff the did two, their job and put us in a position to win every game. The bullpen snapped. Yeah. Absolutely went crazy. And uh, like, oh, I think we talked about it. I don't know if it was on one of the ones we did a watch party, one of the ones we watched together. Zach Plesak looked good coming out of the pen. Like yep. he just let his stuff eat, which he only came out yeah, of the pen 94. for one game. And like it's hard, you it's it's hard to tell because playoff baseball you you amp up a little bit more. But like I think he can be a weapon out in the bullpen because he can let his stuff just eat. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. No, I mean he was ninety four, ninety five. Yeah. I was like, okay, but the bullpen shut it down. Starting pitching came in, put us in a position to win every game, but our weakness got exposed. We didn't have power hitting, and and we if, scored seventeen runs in seven postseason games. Yeah, seventeen total runs. And by the way, uh, ten of those came in two games, which is easy to say, but I'm just pointing that out, right? Yeah. So outside of that, scored five runs, or excuse me, outside of that, we scored seven seven runs in five games games outside of two of them which is crazy so like we if we don't hit for power and then you're also facing good pitching and like people don't show up to the ballpark you're not going to score runs you need uh, you need someone that can kind of just find their way into a home run a game you know what i mean like can, can kind of just yeah. like muscle one like Giancarlo stanton which we're not going to get john but like somebody like that that it doesn't matter if they're cold or hot where any any at bat this motherfucker might send one and just buy a flick of yeah. the wrist and that's where like 
the Yankees didn't really look that great at all. Yeah. I mean, I, I, they really didn't. They I don't want to say that the Yankees beat us. It's more so like we beat ourselves by not just putting the ball in play, which was how we won yeah, I think most game, of our games. Yeah, I think game one, we really did that. Um, and, and, you know, we can get into it a little bit. We won't go too deep. But I think game one, that happened a little bit. But I just think overall, a lot of times we had more hits than the Yankees did. Yeah. We couldn't get a clutch hit to save our life. That's what killed us. But then on top of that, the Yankees didn't have to be that great because Harrison Bader hit 14 home runs because he's just Barry Bonds. And then Aaron Judge hit two home runs. Anthony Rizzo had a home Which, run. Which I'm going to be honest with you. Stanton if you say had, you're going to, if we were to go into a series with the Yankees and you're going to say, hey, you're only going to give two home runs to Aaron Judge, and he's going to strike out what? He struck out like nine or ten, seventy-four times. <laughs> yeah, I'm cool, dope. Yeah, love that. Ten out of ten, big fan. Yeah. You know, doing what I mean? great. Like, yeah. But and he held Stanton Aaron Judge, home runs. and then Stanton. He was the same thing with Stanton. If you were to say you're going to only give up four home runs to Aaron Judge and Sean Carlos Stanton, you're putting your team in a good position to beat the Yankees. Yes and no, but fundamentally, I agree with you, right? I mean, like four home runs is not great, but I get what you're saying. Of in like, a five game they series, could go nuts. like yeah. both of them. I mean, hit... two each. That's still a great series. Yeah, but for them. Aaron Judge also is the American League all time leading home run hitter. Yeah, who was coming yeah. off of an ungodly season. Yeah, you give up two home runs to him while you're playing in Yankee Stadium, which is a little league ballpark. True. Whatever. No, I agree. It's more the Stanton thing on top of it, but you know he's going to tag you. But here's the thing. Stanton had a three-run home run. Uh, Stanton had a two-run home run. Both of those were big ones. Yeah. Uh, and then Judge had, I think, a two-run shot in a-, a solo shot. Yeah. And then Rizzo had a two-run shot. Bader had three solo shots in a two-run, I think. Yeah. Or two and one. Fucking um, Oswaldo Cabrera hit a two-run had shot a two run. that fucking... And Goldfish all we had, <laughs> yeah, we'll get into him. And all we had home run wise was Quan with a solo, Ahmed with a solo, and Naylor with a solo. Right? That's yeah, it. three. And there was again, that's the difference. All solo shots. And so, like, versus what I say, a three run home run, two two run home, three, three two run, four, home. no, four, shit, two run, huh? a three run, one two three four, four five, Bader Bader Judge. Stanton, Cabrera, and Rizzo. Five two-run home yeah. runs. There it is. Ten runs right there. I mean, you're going to get fucking cooked, dog. Like, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> so this team needs a power right-handed bat like I need air to breathe. Jose Abreu's out there. Uh, he's 36, 35, going to be 36 to start the season. He plays a good first base, adequate. He crushes lefties and righties. Move Naylor to more of a DH. I mean... I, I know it's tough, and people on Twitter are like, oh, I don't know. Go look at his baseball savant. Go look at his raw stats. He had a down year with 15 home runs, but a lot yeah. of people didn't hit as many home runs that weren't Aaron Judge because the ball was dead for the first three months of the year. Don't forget that. He's usually good for 30 home runs. He hits 280 to 300. He hit 44 doubles, I think, and not in a Mickey Mouse park. Like, you know, he just raw dogged 44 doubles. Yeah. The man's a monster. He's going to put up 120, 130 WRC plus. And he doesn't have split issues. You can play him every day. Now, you need a short side of the platoon with Naylor, so that doesn't work great. But, like, J.D. Martinez is out there. That one's a little more far-fetched. He's getting old. But he crushes everybody. He's a righty power bat. Bring these people in on a one-year deal with a second-year option for, like, a $2 million buyout. Like, 
open up the purse strings at a $68 million payroll and get it up to an 80 million. You can make this happen. You are in win now mode. You can quite literally never guarantee that you will get back to the postseason. It could be three more years before you never fucking know what is going to happen. You strike when it's your time to win and you make it happen. And if you can sign someone on a shorter term deal, you're not guaranteeing five years, a hundred million, like a one or a two, one year with a decent club option and a nice like buyout, right. That incentivizes them. If they wanted to leave, you're, you're hedging your risk. You don't have a lot of financial risk there and you bring in something you need. Now, everyone on Twitter is getting bitchy with me. Like, no, I, I don't know. Just they developed everybody this year. Let them keep developing. I get that. I love that. We figured out about two years well, worth of shit with this team, dog. It's time develop- to get somebody. We're developing people. Name a first baseman that we have down in the minor leagues that's going to come up and do something. Young Ken C. Noel, and he's two years away at least. And he strikes out as much as Aaron Judge. So, like, that's it's it ain't time, dog. Yeah. Thank you for agreeing with me. Like, I get so I don't. Flustered. I don't know about the Jose Abreu thing. I think that. We saw Nolan Jones come up here and put in work, yeah. and and he needs a little bit more work. But we sent him. Oh, back, he's him though. But he's yeah. got a future. But like we sent him back down with the intent for him to get reps at first base. I think he can be a first baseman. I really like. He has the body type of a first baseman. He ha- kind of has that vibe. But I need to see more offensive stuff from him to know, like if we, he can play there every day, which I think he can. But it's still hard to tell right now. We saw Gabriel Arias play first base in the playoffs, yeah. And like, yes, and he's was, a righty uh, bat. It, what? Oh, I just said he's a righty bat. I but, mean, he's yeah. not the righty power bat, but he's got power. But as like, we, know. we we saw he held his own with learning how to play first base. When the playoffs in the postseason. started. In the postseason. That's when he started yeah. learning. And like, yeah, there was a couple mistakes there, but hear me out, right? He had he two weeks couple. to learn about it. Like, yeah. if you give him an offseason to learn first base, he can take reps there. And like, the Jose Abreu thing, eh, I don't think he fits well in our team for the most part. Like, I, I like his personality and like the way he plays. But we do need something like that. We need, uh, we need, we do need a power bet. I'm not going to say we don't. That, that, like, yeah. You, if you guarantee, if you wait, if you just think internally, we're going to sort this out. I'm sorry, you're ignorant. Yeah, and like they, I don't mean to I, insult I don't, people, but like you are sipping the Kool Aid so fucking hard. And this we, is, we, we need to go get I don't a power to, bet. I don't know if I, it's, I don't know if it's. You don't have to find it at first base. Ideally, yes, but like. Well, then you have to get a, a you need to get a depth. Pe- we need three things. I think an upgraded catcher. This is something, if you don't do this that, is something that fine. we're going to talk about in a later episode. Let's highlight real fast. <laughs> in my opinion, you can get a start. You need two of the three things. You need a starting pitcher, like a number two or a number three. Yes. So you can run Bieber, T-Mac, Pablo, Pablo uh, Lopez or something like that out there. Or getting like uh, uh, Pablo Lopez. I really like him a lot. That's a good idea. Or... You go, and then you need um, to get a, a a righty power bat, like just an absolute, put yeah. him down for 25, 30 home runs. It's going to happen. That. The third one is a nice depth piece off the bench, but not just like a, hey, he's a little nice, like a dude. Like you're yeah. going to pay him probably $3 million to be here. He's going to get three or 400 at bats, you know, and he's going to split much as with I Naylor fucking at first. hate the guy, like an Oswaldo Cabrera, a super utility guy that can come out and put some performance out there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know who that would be, but you got to get two of the three. Yeah. Now, realistically, because we're Guardians fans, you're going to get number one or number two, 
paired with number three. You're not going to get all three. You're going to get the starting pitcher, or you're going to get the power bat, and then we need the depth piece. And, and I think they can yeah. sort that out easily in a trade. And I and think, that will I think shore if up. you give Gabriel Arias the offseason, I think he can be that depth piece off the bench. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I mean, think he plays he, third. He can play left field. He can play first, and he could sure as shit play second. I mean, yeah. you know, it, and he's a glove guy. So I, I'm with you. Worst case scenario, you use him like that. Whoops. Yeah, I, I'm Whoops. cool with that. Gabriel Arias. Tyler Freeman can, can be that guy too. Yeah, but I, I think I think Tyler Freeman probably gets traded. I'm not gonna lie. We'll see what happens. I think you let Nolan Jones take this offseason to But he's a lefty bat, which is tough. Yeah. But and like, so like you're at the same problem again. Like you know what I mean? Like I'm not I, I agree. I believe in Nolan Jones a lot. I'm just saying you're right back at the same problem of yeah. like you gotta have a righty smat you gotta oh, have somewhere, dude, but uh, I also think that we as much as as much as it sucks, is I think that I think Ahmed's here next year. I really do. Yeah, well, he's either going to get traded in the off season or he rides out the rest of the. And season I, I think us. it's because Jose's lobbying for him so hard. I think that yeah. they're going to try to make their star player happy and keep his best friend there. You know what I mean? And like, yeah. as much as baseball is a business and the players see it as that, I think that at some point you have to kind of listen to your players at the same time. And I, I think that they're going to do something with Ahmed. But like like we saw at the beginning of the year, he tried to play left, wasn't good out there. But I think like. Yeah, but you got Stephen Kwan out there. You, now you have. Well, now, now you have the outfield where... figured out. But I'm saying is like he's willing to learn other positions and he's willing to like work with the team. Oh, yeah. His attitude, again, we've said it so, until we're blue in the face. I, I, I criticize think, him, but the dude is a dude, like a team yeah. guy. Here's the thing. If he's here, what I, I'm indifferent, honestly. I mean, would I prefer him gone? Yeah, not with a passion. I just, if you're going to keep him, you cannot bat him in the two hole. You can't fucking do yeah. it, Tito. It's a war crime. The man never walks, and he puts up some of the worst at bats you'll ever see in your entire life. Put him in the six or seven? Now we're fucking cooking. Now we're getting so some stuff. Are you burning. thinking just switch him and Jimenez? Ah, absolutely. He lifts the ball more. He's quick. Or if you want to put, if Bo Naylor were to be like the starting guy, ultimate. I mean, that's a lot of pressure on him. But alt long term, he could maybe be a two. I'm, he's got some speed I'm telling you right now, like, I know that the pressure to get Sean Murphy is unreal on Twitter. I would I, do some despicable I know shit you would, to get Sean but Murphy. But here's the thing. I no, think, you don't understand. You you say you understand. I'm talking some shit that would make the devil blush. That's what that's what kind of despicable. So I'm talking like life they, sentence. I think that they truly believe that Bo Naylor is the the future catcher of this team. Yep, I get it. And I don't it's crazy think that, how they could coexist though. But what I'm saying crazy is crazy how I, that's a fucking concept. Name a name a team that makes that that goes that splits time with two pitchers or two catchers. That's good. Uh, there is a team that does it. I can't remember it, but I, I get your I get what you're saying. But you cannot expect Bo to take on this whole staff. No, next year. no, 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 no. So now that's we're why, that's now why we're you extend, into 2024. That's why you extend Sean Murphy can play for, first base, uh, or he can DH. If you bring if Sean you, Murphy on to play first base, dope. Yeah, love that. He could do both. Get you a man that can. I mean, he just crushes people. So if he's five, if we, get, if we sign, if we sign him to play first base, awesome. I just don't see this team going out and signing a catcher when they think Bo Naylor's the future. Yeah, I 
So it wouldn't and, be in and, 2023. He would be your catcher, obviously. Bo Naylor would be under him, right? 2024, if Bo stepped into it, is when you would start probably splitting the time, seeing Murphy DH in first base. You know what I mean? Like, that's how you would kind of... We'd have him for three years. So it would ultimately kind of wind into that. And, yeah. and that's they can coexist. And here's the thing. I don't care what anybody said. He put up 5.1 F4. If you... No, Bo Naylor's not putting up 5.1 F4 next year. He's just, no. I love him. To, if he does, I mean, I'll admit I was wrong, but like, come on, let's I, just be real. My thing is, I just don't I, see this. I'm not saying I don't want it. I'm saying I don't see this team spending money on trade so, capital. It's going to take a big. Uh, that's what trade. I'm saying. And I, I don't see us a spending the money or sending the people over there when you think Bo Naylor's the guy in the future. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I get it. It's just one of those things where the number one upgrade that you can make, like it's not close. The the number one spot is not at first base. It's not at getting a center fielder. It it's quite literally taking a negative war position and turning it into an all star position with like just like that. I mean, you literally go from negative point seven war to a five war player. That is crazy. The upgrade who had a better defensive season than Hedges did. And who also put up almost 120 WRC plus. I mean, it you it's like going from a Ford folk a 2000 Ford Focus that has 200,000 miles on it with the wheels falling off to getting a brand new Mercedes. That's literally what you're getting. It's yeah. crazy what that would do for our team. Uh, but I, I get philosophically what you're saying. But you're in a win now thing. You don't even have to sign him. You're just going to pay his arbitration. He's going to cost a little bit, but you're getting three years of arbitration. I don't know. I I just. You go in. You're in a win now mode, and you don't burn for the future that way. But it's gonna it's gonna cost. You're gonna have to give up two of the three biggies: Espino, Valera, and Williams. It, they, they asked for two of the three at the trade deadline, and yeah. they said, "Pound salt, we can't do it." Maybe it comes down a little bit in the off season. I hope it does because you'll have time to. You don't have a deadline. You don't have the by our, August fifth or whatever the date was this year, right? By that date. It has to be done. So we're going to field all the offers, and if not, we're going to push back. You have time to slow. We have so much depth. I feel like they're going to get one of the three. But then you also have time to let them hear the depth we have and show it to them and say, yeah. okay, you're not going to get Espino and Valera. You're not going to get Espino and Williams. You're not going to get Valera and Will. You know, whatever mix and match of those three. You're going to get one. But then also we have these depth pieces that – you know, we can build you a, a crazy thing and slowly and methodically winding that trade talk up and taking like a month or 45 yeah. days to get there is much more plausible than trying to shove it, you know, right at the, the trade deadline. So I don't know. I'll go on all year about it, but I will die in saying the number one move that you could make, the number one most impactful move beyond signing Aaron Judge, which will literally never happen, is going to be getting Sean Murphy. Um, and I, I'm not going to be pissed if they don't i'm not going to be happy i'll understand but that is just objectively the number one thing that could be done if it can be done i, I you need to pull the trigger on it but <sighs> i think if you can slide him over to first base and have him be your everyday first baseman yeah fantastic yeah i just don't i, I don't know i just think it's hard to believe that he would be a better defensive catch or that Naylor would be a better defensive catcher than him, but we just got to get him over here. We'll the figure thing out is, the rest later. we know that Murphy can play first base. We don't know that Naylor can play first base. Yeah. Naylor could even play the outfield a little bit. People have said he's that she's so athletic. Like he's so athletic that he could be like a left field. Yeah. But 
anyway, we can we can talk about our holes, all of our glorious holes at another date. Um, mental health is health. Nothing's changed. It's the off season. You get the scaries. It gets dark way earlier than it should. Your favorite team's eliminated from the postseason. BetterHelp's here to help. I'm going to tell you all about it, and then we will be right back. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you're feeling depressed, stressed, anxious, or overwhelmed, BetterHelp is here to help. Everyone goes through tough times. Everyone has stuff they're dealing with. We've preached about the importance of mental health several times before as it relates to athletes, our listeners, and even to ourselves. Paul and I are no strangers, and I know I'm certainly not. In the summer of 2020, I started having a little bit of depression and anxiety issues for the first time in my life. But I took the leap, I reached out to a therapist, and got the help that I needed. And man, I'm glad that I did. BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help. Talk to your therapist in a private, online environment at your convenience. BetterHelp's network includes a broad range of expertise from their more than 20,000 therapists, which gives you access to help that may not be available in your area. Finding the right therapist is one of the most important parts in making sure you get the help that you need. It's going to be easy, guys. You just fill out a questionnaire to help assess your specific needs and then get matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. It's that quick. Then you're going to schedule a secure video and phone session. Even better, you can exchange unlimited messages with your therapist and everything you share is completely confidential. BetterHelp knows that it's scary to reach out and take that first step for your mental health, so they make it as easy as possible for you. You can request a new therapist at any time at no additional charge, which is a game changer, guys, helping you find the right therapist for your needs. So go ahead and join the 2 million plus people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. And you know Paul and I were going to hook you up. BetterHelp was kind enough to create a special offer for 216 Baseball listeners. We're going to get you 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash 216 Baseball. Again, that's BetterHelp.com slash the numbers 216 Baseball. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. And now back to the show. Paul, I can just see it on your face right now. The people can't see it, but I can tell that right now you're already, actually, I hear you right now, typing in betterhelp.com and putting in code 216baseball for 15% you, you off your first You heard me writing month. down the time that you said that, so I know what time to put your ad in. That's what Yeah, and then doing. I smacked my keyboard, but sure. <laughs> yeah, let people, let people see behind the scenes. Oh, God. All right, so let's talk about the Yankee Series recap really fast. Game one. Um, End up dropping this one four to one at Yankee Stadium. Tough place to play. Stephen Kwan, though, revenge game, solo shot to the short porch, one nothing lead uh, in the top of the third. You love to see that. That got the people going. But then Harrison Bader tied it right back up with a homer in the bottom of the third. One of the things we did terribly this series was letting the bottom part of the order torch us, which is just not what you want to happen. Uh, they get a sack fly in the fifth. Uh, so then we're down two to one and then they get uh Rizzo two run blast in the sixth, make it four to one. That's how it stays. Tito let Quantrill come back out for the sixth to face the top of the order for God knows what reason. This was a mistake on Tito's part. Um, you got a rested bullpen. You got Quantrill that was getting some hard hit balls and, you know, not looking, you know, he wasn't dicing people up, but he was hanging in there, right? And you let the third, you let the uh, top of the order see him for the third time. And the top of the order, reminding everybody, is literally Aaron Judge, Anthony Rizzo, 
and I think Giancarlo Stan was the three, or maybe Glaber Torres. That's not a recipe for success. Yeah, that was on Tito. That was just a flat out mistake, and it took this game from two to one to four to one. Um, then af- obviously the bullpen shut it down after that. And I think we talked about this during the uh, watch party that we had with our Discord or with our patrons. Um, which cheap plug. Uh, true. Uh, but. I think what happened is Tito went to Cal and was like, hey, how do you feel? Can you go again? And he's like, oh, yeah. But there's a certain point where you can't listen to your guys, where you have to take the ball into your hand as a manager. Yeah. But, like, I see if you go up to Cal and you're like, can you, you can go another inning, right? And he's like, definitely, I can go. Like, yeah, I get it. Let but him you, eat. Just, you gotta just make that decision. Like, you can't let Aaron Judge see you a third time. You're just you're playing yeah. with fire. Like, you're, it's like you're literally have a gasoline like, can next to a bonfire. Uh huh. It, it's it's tough because if your guy tells you like, definitely, I can go again. You want to put your faith in your players, but at a certain yeah. point, you have to take the ball into your hands. Yeah, and you saw that. I mean, he wasn't bad, but I mean, you feel good about getting five of two run ball from him. Like, you did your job, dog. Like. You know, that's that's what you're going to have get from a deep Cal in the playoffs. We, like we knew we had a deep bullpen. Like we love Cal more than anything. We're Cal Quantrill stands our big daddy dicks, you know, king. But he's a, a number four to a number three. Right. That's going to, you know, in the regular season, he's going to pop. But like in the postseason, he's not a Bieber or T-Mac where like you're going to let him go seven or eight. Maybe, you know, if they're just cooking. You know, you, you kind of play the odds. You see the stuff. And he's he's unless he's cruising. You know, you kind of push away while you're ahead. And, hey, if you get five innings of two-run ball in Yankee Stadium against the Yankees, like, you did your job. That's nothing to, like... Uh, Who else know. are you going to play at Yankee Stadium? That's true. I just meant, like, the Yankees <laughs> of all people and then factor in yeah. Yankee Stadium, right? Like, that's nothing to hang your head. Like, that's a shit. You did your job, King. Like, let let the bullpen yeah. go. We're playing in October baseball. Um but hey, in this one, you score one run. Doesn't really matter what happens. You're going to probably lose a baseball game. Uh, 0 for 8 with runners in scoring position. Left 8 on base. Could not come up with a clutch hit. And uh, Josh Donaldson is a loser. He's been a loser. He remains a loser. Uh, hits a ball right on the... There is no yellow line in right field at that little Mickey Mouse short porch. And it hits the top of the wall but bounces back into play. And so it's not a home run. He rounds first. Gives up on the play then and gets confused and gets thrown out at first. Yeah, and, and it's what's my funny favorite is thing. In the the first base coach even like high fived him like it was a home run and like he was doing his trot and good. I'm glad. Like, yeah, I get how it happened. That. Yeah, but the fact you still got thrown out at first, you were such a loser. Yeah. Oh my god. So down one nothing. Not how you want it to start. Also in this game, sorry, it's coming back to me. Is Oscar Gonzalez. Rookie nerves, rattle, whatever. Not a great right fielder, but just misses a ball with his glove flat out. And like that ends up, I think, letting a run score in the sixth. I can't remember how it happened, but uh, that might have been in the fifth. Yeah. Happened. But everybody remembers what I'm talking about. Literally put his glove down, just completely missed the ball. I mean, it was a terrible play and we didn't capitalize. We just kind of beat ourselves. But it's like, all right, just don't go down, you know, 0-2. So game two. Garrett Cole pitched that game, right? Yeah, Garrett Cole pitched and he did his job. Yeah, so you like, you got you got beat by their ace. And like not that you go in expecting to lose a game, but if you're gonna lose a game, let it be to Garrett Cole. Yeah, it do be like that sometimes. And then uh MLB and all their wisdom for no fucking reason at all had an off day on Wednesday. 
even though they were still in Yan- you know in New yeah. York City, and so we didn't play till Thursday for God knows what reason. We were the only series that did that. I'm like 99% sure. So anyway, we play on Thursday, and uh, I'm sorry, excuse me. We were supposed to play on Thursday, and they end up getting rained out, so then we play on Friday, and that sets it up for the series where we were already supposed to play Saturday, Sunday, Monday, if it went to game five. So because Thursday was the off day, or excuse me, because they gave the off day on Wednesday, rained out on Thursday, now we're going to play, theoretically, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday to decide this series if it goes five. Update, it does go five, and it gets even more confusing. But it's just like, what a clusterfuck. So we play on Friday. It was a day game. Uh, and it it starts off as poorly as you could hope. Bieber, two-run shots of Stanton in the bottom of the first. And it just always feels like this is what the Yankees do to us. It's inevitable. It literally feels inevitable that yeah. they're just going to hurt me like this. And I hate it. But top of the fourth, Jimenez, RBI single, gets us on the board. We're only down one. We're playing baseball, right? We're doing all right. Top of the fifth, Ahmed does what he does best. He crushes lefties. Fuck Nestor Cortez. Solo shot to dead center. Ties the game at two. We got a new ball game. Then we're into the bullpens after six. And... Everybody shuts it down. We go into extras and we've played the ugliest brand. One, Nestor Cortez made the most bullshit, lucky, defensive like uh, mechanism of throw yeah. your glove up to get out of something. And he made a nice throw to first from his ass, but it did not look graceful. And it, and we also just did not capitalize. It was such a frustrating game where it's like, what the fuck are we doing? But in the top of the 10th, some of that Guardians magic just started sprinkling on the field in New York City. All right. Jose bloop double to left field that Donaldson and Oswaldo Cabrera both kind of let drop. I think Oswaldo dove for it, right? It was yeah. off the tip of his glove, so then it skirts away. Then Donaldson makes an errant throw in. So Jose is now on third base on something that should have been caught. So double with an error puts him on third. So we are cooking. Jose on third, nobody out. And you could just feel like, oh shit, here comes the Guardians magic. And then uh, OG bloop single in the shallow right field, right in between Judge coming in, and Rizzo couldn't get there. He loved to see it. That scores Jose. We're up three to two. Scares the hose away. We're going nuts. Josh Naylor then smokes a double over the head of Harrison Bader. Miles Straw would quite literally never. never. Don't listen right here. Don't you ever fucking try to put Bader and Straw in the same category. After I watched Bader get cooked in center field, made some nice plays. Don't. Don't you ever put their names in the same ever in the same sentence. So disrespectful. Yeah. Straw is a league above Bader. Straw can't even get it to the warning track. Bader hit five home runs. That's another story. But defensively, don't you dare. I'm anyway. I'm so ready for the Miles Straw comeback season. Yeah. Like I I cannot wait. He needs to rework his whole swing. Which Good God. You whole have swing time. Down. You have time in the offseason. Yeah. Go down to Florida, Arizona, wherever you go, where it's warm. Just get He was the actually cage. in Florida with Zach Plesak on a, on a boat the other day, I think, going fishing. You know what? Love that. Like, I know. I love it for him. Like, you know what? Take like a month. Relax. You, you just worked for seven months straight. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which that's crazy to think. Like, you work for seven months and you have all this time off. But, like, you worked. Uh, take take a month, relax a little bit, but get in the fucking cage. Rework your swing. Yep. Rework your approach. And have time to work with uh, with the hitting coach. I don't know why I can't think of his name. Uh, good Lord, why can't I think of the hitting coach's name? 
It doesn't matter. Everybody knows who I'm talking about. Uh, you know, work with him because last year in the lockout, nobody could. Yeah. You know, and so you got to work with him and and make it happen. So uh, you're going to have to look up his name because that's what I'm doing right now. It's hurting my brain. I don't know why I can't think of it. Um, but yeah, so double over Harrison Bader's head, just smoked a ball. That scores OG all the way from first, gives us a huge insurance run. We're up four to two. I was screaming and just jumping in Chris place Faleka. in my living room. Chris Falaka, good lord, thank you. I lost my mind. Um, and it ends up being enough. Class A goes two and a third innings in this one. He he came in three separate innings, two and a third total, getting us uh seven outs, but Way to Tito push all the way in. Yeah. Because Classe is so efficient. You just go for it. Uh, final out of the eighth, all the ninth, all the tenth, gets the win. And just like that, back to Guardians baseball, split the series, get back to Cleveland. We got a series now. That's what, yeah. like, hey, like, here we're, we go. We're tied like, up with two games at home. Yeah. You're, best not, of in a, two. you're not in a better best spot. Best of three. <laughs> yeah. Best of three now. Like, you got one at Yankee Stadium. Way to go. Um, we failed to capitalize on this one, too, even though we did get the dub. Two for 11 with runners in scoring position and stranded 10. But bullpen struts their shit. Bieber locked it in after that two-run blast in the first. Five and two-third innings, two-run ball. Cannot complain about that. And top of the lineup was also cooking in this one, I wanted to point out. they That was where it was all manufactured. So game three, finally back in Cleveland, series tied nonetheless, feels good to be home, knew we had a chance, but no one could ever know how this game would ultimately go with one of the craziest comebacks you'll ever see. The Guardians do it again, winning six to five. We played small ball in the first, Josh Naylor RBI single off of his Waldo Cabrera's glove at short, that squirts into left field and allows a run to come around. Defense matters, folks. Bottom of the second, Gabriel Arias got the start in this one, righty. Getting the start at home, starts at first. It's like, okay, Tito, way to do it. And he rewards it with a double in the left in the left field corner. We're like, ooh, okay, with a great at bat. I want to say, was that a full count, I think, at his first? He went like six or seven pitches so. before he, he roped that double, or maybe it was later that game. He ended up striking out, but he went like eight pitches. He just he was locked in in this game. Uh, hedges singles right after him, so runners at first and third. Quan then slaps an RBI single in the right field, just doing Stephen Quan thing. So we're up two nothing, feeling great. Top of the third though, Aaron Judge hits a two run moonshot into the center field trees. Yep, literally into the center field trees, like Jim Tomey territory. Not it, but it was just a matter of time. Yankees tied up at two apiece. Uh, top of the fifth is Waldo Cabrera, literally the biggest douchebag I've ever seen. Looks like a goldfish. Just looks like a guy that, I don't know, I I could make a lot of accusations, but he, he is a loser. Uh, this is known information. Uh, Two-run homer to right field, pimps the fuck out of it, uh, gives the Yankees a 4-2 lead. And I think that was literally like only his second hit in the whole series, and he struck out like 10 times and like 17 at-bats, but that's neither here nor there. I'm salty. Bottom of the sixth, back-to-back two-out singles from Jimenez and Arias results in a Will Brennan pinch hit, which we had been screaming for. Okay, we got Hedges out. You know, Hedges had a decent series OBP-wise. Not great. I think it was still sub-300, but he wasn't a complete black hole. He at least was walking. Will Brennan had looked overmatched through a lot of the playoffs, but it's the move. You play the matchup. He comes through. He is a silly willy. RBI single through the right side. Now we're back within one run. 
But then the top of the seventh, Harrison Bader solo shot the left center, his second of the series. Yankees get it right back up that insurance run, five to three. I want to die. Bottom of the ninth with one out. We need three to win, two to tie, obviously. Vibes are all wrong. But Straw doubles to left field, followed by a Quan single. Ahmed, then an RBI single, gets us with the win. Get, excuse me, gets us within one, but still only one out. So it's like, okay, here we go. Jose then hits an infield single to load the bases. So it's like, okay, just get a sack fly. Nather comes up, get a sack fly. We're not even being greedy. Like bases loaded, one out, sack fly. Let's just push this to extras, keep us alive after this terrible game. Nather puts up one of the worst at bats you'll ever see in your entire life. I think he struck out on three pitches and they were nowhere close. He, it was the worst thing I've ever seen, but that's neither here nor there. Down to our last life, Oscar Gonzalez comes up. Two-run game-winning single right up the middle. Walk it off. 6-5 Guardians. Anything is possible. One of the craziest things I've ever seen in my entire life. Playoff the vibes here. went... Yeah, it, the vibes went from just awful, not even feeling like we had a chance to, once again, late-inning magic. We turn it on, we start playing Guardians baseball, and we get it done. We won by one run, even though we had 15 hits and the Yankees only had five. Yep. Let me say that again. 15 hits to their five, yet we only outscored them by one run. But this is one of the craziest things. Twitter exploded. All of Cleveland exploded. And you felt like this we was going to... We were up 2-1. Like you felt like that was going to be the kick of the ass they needed to go ahead and close this out. Yeah, like they're up against the wall. Fuck you. You get to play at our house tomorrow. We can do it. This is the thing that was going to make everything click. So game four... Uh, we end up losing, dropping at home, four to two. Uh, Quantrill's on the bump. He's never lost at home, so you love that. That's a super fun story, but, you know, it, it's just tough. I don't love it. You probably could have gone to Savali here. We'll end up seeing him, and we'll see how that goes. So it's all hindsight, but you scored two runs, so you're not really going to win. It is what it is. Uh, wasn't overly sharp. Gives up an RBI single to Rizzo in the first, a two-run blast to Barry Bader in the second. Quickly makes it 3 nothing Yankees. Um, Jose comes through with a big RBI single in the third to get us on the board. Nader hits a solo shot to the bullpen in the fourth off Garrett Cole. Makes it 3-2 to two Yankees, but we're back in it. the most disrespectful thing. And the most disrespectful thing I've ever seen in my life. Even in the moment, I was like, that was way too much. It wasn't even a go-ahead home run. Upon reflecting... I already thought it was too much, but, you know, after the dust settles and you're not hyped and not like, fuck the Yankees, we're back in this and all that stuff. It was way too much. And like, honestly, if they would have plunked him, he would have deserved it. And doing it on a home run that doesn't even put you ahead. The antics. I mean, but he he, he wore it on the chest. We lost the series. And I mean, he, he was a good sport. Yeah. You didn't like cry about it. Like, oh, uh, he was like, yeah, you got me. Like, I, you know, it is what it is. It was a little much. But, uh, I mean, at the same time, I fucking loved it. I'm not going to lie. But it, it was way, 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 way too much for a home run that didn't even win you the game or put you put you ahead. But also, talk your shit, King. Let you nuts head. So, a <laughs> little bit of everything. Top of the sixth, Eli Morgan sack fly to Stanton. makes it. Sorry, gives up a sack fly to Stanton. Makes it 4-2 to two Yankees. That's how this one goes. Uh, interesting decision by Tito in this one to go to the C-tier bullpen. You know, it's kind of frustrating. Like, you still have a game in front of you to win. Throw all your best arms, no matter what. It's just a two-run game. Believe in them. But the C-tier bullpen shuts it down. Morgan had a little bit of bad luck with a tough, just 
seeing eye infield single is the only way to kind of put it sort of with judge that puts somebody on and then the two run blast ends up happening. So it's just kind of, or excuse me, the sack fly ends up coming around, but Morris gives you two perfect innings and strikes out three. And then please sack through a perfect ninth striking out two. So it's one of those things like, uh, but now you got a rested bullpen for the next day and the score stayed the same. So the bats are just, they just lost it for you. And Listen, nobody feels good about playing game five in Yankee Stadium. That is nightmare fuel. Nobody wants that. But Yankees are going to have to go with Jamison Tyone, a righty. The lefties give us fits. They've already thrown Cole twice now, and they've thrown Nestor once, and he couldn't go on Monday when the game's scheduled. So they got to throw Jamison Tyone out there. We touched him up in game two when we won it in extras, and he's a righty. And everybody's confident. Also, Yankees bullpen, cooked. Yep. They already had a suspect bullpen, but they were cooked. Wandy Peralta had pitched three days in a row. No way he was available. I think Clay Holmes came out in this one, maybe. And um, he they didn't really want him to go back-to-back too much. So, like, we had a very big bullpen advantage and getting to see that righty. So, Game 5, scheduled to play on Monday, ends up being postponed to Tuesday because of another rainout. There's a lot of people said a lot of stuff. Game was supposed to start at 7.07, and it didn't really start raining until 8.30 or so. So everyone's like, what the fuck? We could have played all that. But it did end up raining for several hours and ended up, they called it at about 9.35. What's weird about it is just a few minutes before that, it looked like we were getting ready to play in New York. Uh, my Zach Meisel tweeted out, like, Savali seen walking out of the bullpen or playing catch. I mean, and then like two minutes later, it was game postponed. So we're like, what the hell? What, but it did end up raining like all night. Yeah. And so what bothers me is what Aaron Boone had said. He's like, there's no oh, way. Yeah. There's no way we're touching this field unless it's absolutely necessary. Hear me out. Right. And he said that to MLB. Yep. Hear me out. Right. Not your fucking call. Yeah, it's not. And that's that, I think, a little bit of arrogance. And, and I get it. You're trying to protect your team. You know that you're at a disadvantage. Like, you, you know, it's it's not it's not really a secret. And so it you're going like to do everything. It was for him not mismanaging, but, like, you, you, you threw everyone. And, like, yeah. you're trying to get some protection to get your arms back, which I understand. But hear me out. Like, that's part of baseball. Yeah. Uh I'm with you. Again, Aaron Boone, known loser in my mind, and I think not a good manager at all. I just, I don't, I don't think too many people would argue with me, and it's not saltiness. I just don't think he's a good manager at all. Um, but yeah, that that was frustrating, and then it's kind of like, all right, is that why it ended up getting postponed? The rain did end up coming. I don't think it was a conspiracy. The rain has not been our friend all year, and it wasn't in the playoffs either. Who knows what would have happened, um, but we end up playing on Tuesday, so Nestor Cortez can go on three days rest. Their bullpen is now available again, and we never have to see Jameson Tyone, and you know we're, we're at a disadvantage. And uh, team said they did not, even with the extra day, did not want to do Bieber on three days rest just because of his shoulder and you know coming off a of surgery last year, an injury, and thinking about his future and and you know maybe he'd be. I think the comment was if all the bullpens emptied out, then yeah, maybe you'd see him, but. You know, we made that decision. I supported the chance to start Savali. I thought he could surprise people. I did not like that he hadn't pitched in 10 days, uh, but I believed in him. He's got the stuff. I thought he had the grit, get through the get through the lineup once, and then go all bullpen. I believed in that. I stand by that. 
in hindsight, um, you know, we probably should, we could have just bullpen this entire game, which is what we ended up doing. Um, he gives up a three run shot to Stanton in the bottom of the first, quite literally the worst case scenario beyond a grand slam. I mean, just worst, worst, worst yep. case scenario. You start down three, nothing in Yankee stadium in an elimination game at their house. Absolute opposite of what you want to happen for vibes and just God damn it, dude. Fucking hate it. I, I would do a lot of stuff to make that go back in time and not have that happen. It's just, God, they always do this shit to us. I hate losing to the Yankees. I would rather lose five times to the White Sox for every time we lose once to the Yankees. Rent-free. Absolutely rent-free. I will admit <laughs> it. They're the only person that can afford this penthouse with their $2 billion payroll. They can afford rent up here. I'm scarred by them. But he gets one out, and then we go to the bullpen for the other seven and two third innings and so in hindsight you could have just bullpen the whole damn thing you had everybody available henches can give you two karen check you know everybody we can get every we could have pieced it together and you have to think you wouldn't give up three runs but here's the thing we scored one run in yep. this entire game so once again boot point didn't matter um and that's the end of our season. 0 for 6 with runners in scoring position, left 8 on base again. We outhit them 8 to 6, but again, scored one run to their 5, and it's just very frustrating, but three run shot, that'll do it, yep. right? And so, I think at the end of the day, you know, it exposed our weaknesses, we beat ourselves a little bit, we could not get clutch hits, but it also showed that small ball's fun. It really is, and it's exciting to watch, but you got to have some fuckers that put it in yeah. the seats. Said it all year. You know, like, people say you can make a lot of mistakes about like you win by the home run, you die by the home run. If you don't hit them, same thing with small ball. You win by small ball, you die by small ball. Like put up some terrible at bats, a lot of swing and miss. Uh, just no clutch hits for the. I mean, we did because right, we 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 won two games, which is crazy, and we we saw flashes of it, but we only saw it in those two games in the ninth and tenth inning. Literally, yep. prior to that, the whole series was like we don't, we can't turn it on, we can't get anything going, and so you can make a lot of mistakes and not play that great when you could put it in the seats and out hit your mistakes. So. You got to get a righty power bat. It is what it is. But GG to the Yankees. You got your backs blown out by the Astros. And everybody, I think, has agreed like the Guardians would have put up on a lot more fight. Yeah. Not just Guardians people, like national people or people that, you know, aren't Guardians fans that have some following. I've seen like, yeah, dog, the Guardians would have put up more fight. Yes. Yeah. Like, come on. Realistically, not going to be Houston, but you just never know. And. I fucking hate losing to the Yankees. God, I would I would rather lose to the Dodgers. I mean, there's no other team in yeah. baseball that I would rather lose less to. Or would rather lose to more. Yeah, you know what I mean. I would rather lose to anybody but the Yankees. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's frustrating. Shit's tough. But, but I'm just so proud of them. Yeah. Dog, we, we literally won 97 games when you add the postseason on to the... I mean, just crazy... Sky's the limit. We're like a year and a half. I'd say two years in sorting all the bullshit out ahead. A year ahead of schedule on where we kind of thought we'd yeah. be. We're almost a year to two, however you want to put it all together. I mean, it's... And the postseason experience is invaluable. Yep. Like, that is... Like, these guys played seven games in October. Like, that is crazy 
for them. They know what it feels like. They know what the pressure, they know the jitters, they get it all out. And they still performed and won four of the seven games that they played. You know, that's, that's crazy. Just one short. And so that part is the, I would say is the biggest part of all this. Bieber getting the vibes back, learning T-Mac continues to be a big game pitcher. And then getting all those young guys, the bright lights, figure yep. it out. I don't know. It all is these guys that have never played tell a yeah. uh, postseason game. In their life, got to play seven. It's crazy what that does. So why don't you tell everybody about SeatGeek? Yeah. My king. Uh, so baseball season's wrapping up. If you're in Houston or Philly, use code 216BASEBALLPOD. Get, <laughs> was it 10% off? Twenty dollars. Twenty dollars. I always off forget. Your first purchase. Twenty dollars off up. your first purchase. Uh, hockey season is in full swing. Basketball season, concerts, plays, anything that you could buy a ticket for, realistically, um, has this great feature: big green dot, good ticket; big red dot, bad ticket. Uh, go save some money on SeatGeek. Love them. Use them every time. Hockey season, basketball. It's all here. Go use yeah. it. All right, we got some Guardians news, just some things I wanted to go over, uh, but that's you, Ken. Yeah, so uh, Mandy Bell tweeted out that Terry Francona, Terry Francona will return as the Guardians manager in 2023. He noted he's thought more about the end of his career uh, this season, but said that this group has energized him. I want to see th- that group grow, and I want to be a part of that, which I would too. <sighs> I am going to come. Yep, and then we found out that uh, – Jose was going to be having thumb surgery. We all kind of knew that was coming. Uh, But they said that Jose Ramirez decided to play through his thumb injuries since there was no risk of making it worse. Uh, And then Andres Jimenez played through a non-displaced fracture in his left thumb for the last month. uh, And he won't need surgery. Which explains a lot. A lot of swing and miss. He had some hits in the playoffs. He didn't completely disappear, but he did not play to his ability in the playoffs. A lot of swing and miss, bad chasing. And yeah, he had a non-displaced fracture so, uh, in the last month, which explains everything. I still completely believe in the kid. Never oh, yeah. Gave up. I thought people were a little harsh on him. I'm not going to lie. Because he still got hits in some RBIs. And but here's the again, thing, right? He's like, a stud. There was a bunch of people st- being upset like, oh, well, as a team, how can you let these guys play through injuries? Hear me out. If Jose goes to you and is like, hey, look, I'm fine with not getting the surgery. I'll wait till the off season. You're not going to tell your star player, no, go get the surgery now. Yeah. See, uh, we just, I disagree with you on this. I was one of those people as you probably know. Yeah. I, I want to clarify my position because people took a lot of what I said out of context. And I literally just said that I was pissed once I found out that he was injured this whole time. Here's what I'm pissed about. I'm pissed that the team lied to us, which is within their right. I want to recognize that they don't have to tell us everything. And if you think that they're always telling you the truth, then you're like completely ignorant. (laughs) You know what I mean? That's not they can say whatever they want. I get that. But they were adamant. Tito said it. All the beat writers. Well, I don't think they believed it. Nobody with a brain should have believed it for a second that he wasn't hurt. We could all literally see it happen, like clearly see what was happening, letting go of your hand on your follow through swing, the pop ups, everything about him. This dude was clearly hurt and we knew that an injury had hurt, you know, happened, but then they said it didn't bother him. So it pisses me off how consistently adamant they were that everything was perfect, which now don't let your if if they say it didn't bother him, how if Jose goes, no, it's not bothering me. That's all you can go off of. Yeah, but they they knew that it it was. He said he wanted to play through it. And I get it. Don't let your opponents know. 
that your star's injured, but I also don't think they were too worried because everybody with eyes, even one eye, one eye kind of shut, squinted at an angle from 50 feet away, could see that something was wrong with him. So what pisses me off is this. He could have been, he had basically the same thing. I don't know if it was the same injury, but it would have been the same time frame as Bryce Harper. Okay. He would have been out five to eight weeks. And that was in the middle of June. Like literally, I think June 15th is kind of when this stuff came about when we were playing the Dodgers. If you have him get uh, the surgery, he then comes back at probably the beginning of September. You have a full healthy Jose through September and into October. Okay. Which Listen, he hit the two-run blast. I love that. He's a superstar. I won't say anything bad about Jose. He's a dog, but he wanted to play through this. He wanted to be there with his team. I am not going to criticize him for that. That is never what I'm getting at. The dude's a dog. He wanted to be there with his team. That's hustle and heart that you can't teach someone. You either have that or you don't. I'm mad that the team let that go on because I get it. Okay. At the time when it happened, we didn't think that we were going to make the playoffs. Okay. It doesn't mean we're giving up on the season. It's just we didn't really think it was going to happen. You could have had him back in September. Okay. At what before he got injured, he was putting up almost a 200 WRC plus. Literally, he was going Barry Bonds mode, just out of just crazy. After that, he ended from June 15th to the end of the season. He put up a 111 WRC plus, which speaks to how much of a superstar he is. He was 11% above league average with a fucked up thumb. That's crazy. Now, if you exit out the October games and just go June 15th to September 31st, I think there's 31 days and 30 days in September because of the Royal throwaway game. It was 106 WRC plus, which I'm not trying to split hairs. He was above league average, but not by a lot compared to one. Right, now, let me ask you this. Hang on, I'm not done. I'm almost done, I promise. If he gets the surgery, okay, the only reason we made the playoffs at all is because of the run we made in September. That's the only reason. We went nut job, and we punched all our division rivals in the mouth and said, fuck you, stepped over them, and were like, we're winning the division. That whole run happened. You would have had a loss of performance in the in-between months. I absolutely agree with that. It could have happened. But let's not act like... You know, this was this drawn out thing during that time. And it was just like, yeah, you couldn't have dipped at any point in the season. There's no way you could have had 200 WRC plus Jose back for September and October. And some of his hits in October were bloop. Most of them were bloop infield singles, bloop drops from terrible defense or things that barely got out of the infield or squirted off people's gloves. And he's still a dog. Okay, I'm not criticizing him. I'm just saying, imagine if you had 200 WRC plus, Jose. You got to think you score more than 17 runs in this series. We got away with it. You can't go back and change it. But the the team, I adamantly believe, should have taken this out of his hands, no pun intended, and said, we cannot let you play hurt because he's also can f- form bad habits when he's doing this shit, swinging the bat like that. And it's way harder to fix that than it is to get the surgery and then come back in a year where let's not kid ourselves. We were trying to compete and be around 500 and we had good vibes, but this was not a year we thought we were getting to the postseason. That's my rant. That is why I was so pissed off for anybody that cares. So I'm done. Do you think this... Do you think this team is in any position to win this division with Jose not there for those two, three months? Potentially, yeah. I mean, nobody can ever know because we won the division in I don't September think that, and you I would don't have a that, healthy Jose I don't think back. this team has any chance because I, I think if, as soon as Jose's gone and as soon as Jose gets that surgery, not that the team gives up, but the organization and team is like, well, we're down our best player. 
like, it's not like we made any acquisitions at the deadline. I, I, I don't think that this team is in any position near where they were if Jose is not on this team all year. I mean, for five to eight weeks, I get it. And uh, listen, I can't say because, for certain and, and that you we can't would be really in the same position. You can't compare it to the Bryce Harper thing because the Phillies have a lot of better players than we do. No, I know. I'm not saying what happened with the Phillies. That wasn't. I'm just saying it was like a Bryce Harper like five yeah. to eight week thing, and then come back. Like if we could confidently, it has nothing and to do with the, the Phillies' the success. I'm just saying he could come back. Still. He could, but that's if he makes the same recovery Bryce Harper does. There's no guarantee that it does. Yeah, but it said five to eight weeks. It's pretty standard. You got to think he'd probably be back. You don't and know. Listen, nobody can ever say whether I know. I can't say that he would come back, but I'm just saying. And I think it's a weak argument to say we just know we make the when playoffs. Bryce Harper first when we came won back in from his injury, he was not the same Bryce Harper. It takes a while to get back into the swing of things when you come back from a surgery and from an injury. So it's not to yeah, say I, I don't, it's not to say he would yeah. come back in September a 200 WRC plus Jose. I can. Almost guarantee you that he wouldn't be a 200 WRC plus Jose in September. I I I would put a lot of money on that. Coming off a of surgery and performing like that is damn near impossible. Yeah, he's got to get all the way back into the swing of things. But it was the most painful thing in the world to watch Jose just pop out all the time. I can't believe when I pulled the WRC plus stuff post injury, I was shocked at he still put up those stats. It's cra- it shows you how much of a superstar when he's half when he's half broken, right? The dude can still be an above you know above league average hitter. But I just did the math. Even if it took eight weeks from when it happened, uh, he would be. He would come back in early uh, second week of August. So say it even took him three weeks to get healthy and get his swing back. Right, you would still have superstar Jose through all of September. So that the playoffs. he he and, would come back the second week of August, but he still has to do a rehab stint. Well, that's assuming it took the full eight weeks. So yeah, even if rehab, he'd be with the team probably two weeks later. And I think some of the rehab would kind of be built into that five to eight weeks. So you could expect five to eight weeks before you can start doing baseball activities. Yeah. So you could. So September 1st still, you know, and and maybe he struggles a little bit, but. There is no right. It's over. It's done with. Can't do anything. I'm just saying, I think it's a weak argument personally to say that there's no way we could have made it like we won the division by 11 games and we won the division in September. You should have taken this out of his hands. Don't let him teach bad habits. We've seen him in 2018 get into bad habits and really struggle with getting them back. I think I just think you take it out of his hands. I'm not happy. I'm not happy. They lied. An organization can't force a player to get surgery. I know. You you just, you can't you can stop him from playing, yeah. but you can't force him to go get medical. Tre- you can't force him to go get surgery. So if Jose didn't want to get the surgery, guess what's happening? He's not going to have the surgery. Yeah, it's just painful to watch. So like it, it's just, not you can't say like oh how like the team can't force him to do it. You cannot play him, but if he doesn't want to get the surgery, he's not going to have the surgery. And now not only is he not getting better. You just don't have him on the team, and he's not getting the surgery. Yeah, I I get that. I also they let him play during trash time for no reason. And hey, well, they said that even if you resting wouldn't make a big difference, but playing tr- meaningless games before the playoffs does not help. Like it's one of those things that you can't tell me it fucking helps this thumb either. Like no, it just but if it doesn't hurt, then why not get him some more at bats? I think it did hurt because he was fucked up enough that he. <laughs> 
half the performance happened for the second half of the year. Well, the, what they're saying I, is that the, I just think it was the, mismanaged. It, it couldn't the you couldn't make it worse. That's what they say. Him not having the yeah. surgery and playing through it, he couldn't make it worse. Yeah. Right. So, if you can't make it worse, play through it. Yeah. I just, I, you're not going to change my opinion. I'm not trying to be hard headed. I know that there is no right answer. We can never go back. We can't change it. We can't know. I just think people make some weak arguments, and I don't like the precedent that it sets. And I, I personally think you take it out of his hands. You can't take it out him of his to hands. Get the surgery. You, I know, but if you don't legally, play him, then he's you go, can't if you're take saying it out I, of his hands. You can't force I know, anyone but you to can seek say any I, medical treatment if they don't want to. I know, but you could say, we're not going to let you play hurt. You're too important to us. You know, we're not going to let that happen. And then what's he going to do? He's going to get the surgery. Do you really think Jose would sit there, fold his arms and be like, fuck you guys. I'm not going to. Like, he's going to probably get the surgery. You don't know that. I, I know. We don't know. I know. I'm just saying, I don't think you let him play through it. And if that means letting him rest or whatever, then I, I think he would ultimately seek the surgery. I, I don't know. Nobody can know. I'm just saying, I don't like the way that they handled it. They probably it just me they, off. they probably just said, Jose, do you do you want to play? And he's like, if he says yes. Jose adamantly came into Tito's office or into the clubhouse and said, you're going to play me. And they just let him happen. That's the story that happened. He was going to sit him down. He was going to rest him in one of the games against the Dodgers. And Jose strutted in and said, yeah, no, you're not. You're not going to do that. I'm I'm going to play. And he didn't really give him a choice in that sense. So that's not on the team. If your star is, player, but, if your star player comes to you and goes, no, I want to play. You're going to say no. With a messed up hand and seeing what ha- it was just painful to watch. It was, but it, it tough. I just don't like how adamantly they lied to us either. I just, you're not going to change my mind. I get it. You're not, you're not like wrong. I'm just saying, I don't like the way they handled it at all. I very adamantly don't like how they handled it. It pisses me off. You don't have to tell us the truth, but they just lied all the time and like gaslighted us, basically. And again, you don't have to tell us what's going on. You can't show your secrets, but it's just obnoxious. Every It was like the worst kept secret in the I'm world. I'm telling you right and now, every team in every sport does this. Yeah, absolutely they do. They absolutely do. I know that. I'm just saying I don't, I don't like it. So is what it is. We still played in, you know, played in game five of the ALDS. This year is a huge success. There's no way around it, but I don't like the way they handled it. So you don't have to like it, it. I know I don't, I'm going to sit here and still have a podcast about it, but anyway, um, codify, which is at codify baseball tweeted out that over 75% of Emmanuel class A's pitches this year were strikes. That's the highest percentage of any male we pitcher in the last or in the 35 years that they have been tracking pitches. And that's totally insane. That is the craziest shit I have ever heard of. And the Guardians tweeted out that uh, Jose. This is today. Yeah. Like right before Jose, a couple hours ago. Um, was named a finalist for the Hank Aaron Award, which is given to the best overall offensive performer in each league, which is nuts. It is. And I love that for him. He stands absolutely no chance to win this. Oh, award. yeah. <laughs> but it it goes to show how incredible he is. 100%. The year he put up pre-injury was just, he had like 90 RBIs. Like, in like half a season. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was on another planet. I mean, he was on MVP pace. Like, I don't, the home runs are too sexy for Judge, 
but he truly was on like a 150, 160 RBI, which RBIs aren't everything. It's kind of like a batting average kind of. But I mean, he was on, uh, you have to think he hits at least 35, 38 home runs easily, you know, steals. I think he ended up with 20 stolen bases. So uh, so that doesn't really change much with the hand. But I mean, just what this dude does. Oh, yeah. It's crazy watching him. We're so blessed. Um, and then some more news is that they released the uh, Golden Glove nominations. Um, the Guardians have Andres Jimenez, um, Stephen Kwan, Miles Straw, Jose, and surprisingly Shane Bieber all nominated for their respective positions in the American League. Which... <laughs> Damn. Can I ask you a question really fast? Somebody said that Jose's defense actually got better after the injury. Could you explain to me why that might happen? Is there something I'm not thinking about? He might, his hands might have gotten softer because he doesn't want to attack the ball as much with his hand. So he might have gotten mm-hmm. softer hands and let the ball come up and travel to him a little bit more, which makes your defense better with softer hands because you're able to field the ball better. Um, but I felt like I noticed it too in the second half. Maybe, maybe he was like, well, maybe he thought with my thumb being messed up, my offense is, there's no way around it that your offense is going to dip with a torn UCL. So maybe it's like a mental, and maybe, I don't want to say focus. Cause that sounds like he didn't care, but you know what I mean? It's like a, a maybe a, he started working more on corrections to, yeah. to compensate for the lack of offense. Because first half, he was below average on DRS and outs above average. And even just eyesight, he'd make some great plays, but it was kind of like, dude, what are you doing? You know, not terrible, but like, this is not Jose. And then second half, and even in the playoffs, he made one that saved like two runs. Just a great snap. I mean, he he looked more like a gold glove-ish third baseman. Which, Um, um, with the people... Catcher, Sean Murphy, finalist. Whoops. With the people that are up there... I I don't see any of them beating Jose. No one should beat Miles Straw. No one should beat Stephen Kwan, and no one should beat Andres Jimenez. So that's the tough one. So third base is Matt Chapman, Ramon Urias. It might be Urias. It's probably Urias and Jose Ramirez. Um, I haven't looked into their stats. I know Matt Chapman has a, a dog of a glove. Jose is just slightly above average. I should have looked at the DRS and outs above average, but I don't think Jose probably wins the third base one. I'm not going to lie, just on gut feeling. Miles Straw, Cedric Mullins, Michael A. Taylor, find God. Miles Straw could win the Platinum Glove this year. And honestly, as I look around, he probably wins Platinum Glove um, over everybody. He should. Um, Pitcher, Jose Barrios, Shane Bieber, Jameson Tyone. I know Barrios is a really good glove. He's kind of like the, um, what's the guy he's placed for the Cubs now? Uh, Marcus Stroman kind of type, like just in like a police act. But yeah, I don't know why police act didn't get the nod. Um, maybe because so he didn't we'll play see. the whole year. Maybe we'll see. Um, I doubt that's it. But Andrew Benintendi, Brandon Marsh, Stephen Kwan—that's a lock. Stephen Kwan wins it. Um, Andres Jimenez. This is tough because Andres Jimenez, on paper or in our minds, right? Who's done better than him? But Jonathan Scope has more outs above average and more defensive runs saved, like a decent amount more. I. Here's what I, I don't think know because this is it, they don't go it they get voted on. Well, the finalists now it gets picked by a committee. 
Andre Jimenez made that incredible play in the All-Star game and then has made a lot of fantastic plays, I yeah. think the highlights are going to carry Andreas Jimenez. Yeah, and to be clear, gold gloves are not a very... They're fun when you win them, and then when you don't, it's like, fuck them, yeah. right? But they're not... There's They're very subjective. They don't use all the most advanced data. They're not always logical. One of the things we'll point out, and you know, just kind of hit, is like, because fans could vote, Juan Soto is a finalist for right field. And Juan Soto has quite literally the worst defensive metrics in right field in all of baseball. In all of baseball. He is not a good right fielder. So now it's up to a committee. And, you know, they there's usually nothing egregious or abhorrent that you're like, that's who they let win, but they're not that serious. It's kind of like a a feather in your cap, kind of like an all-star game, you know, thing it's like that's really cool and fun that you got recognized but it's not the be all end all yeah. uh but it's also fun when you win them and so also when we win i'm gonna talk shit because that's how this award works when you don't it's like ah and then when you do it's like yeah of course are you kidding me gold gloves probably the most important award you can win next mvp i don't know that's just yeah me. pretty so, much but it just goes to show i mean it just goes to show man it's it's crazy i put the nl finalists don't in care here. Yeah, I don't care. I mean, Matt, just some big names. Matt Olson, Paul Goldschmidt. Um, Nolan Arenado. St. Louis has one, two. They won five last three, year. Four, five. They have five finalists. Two of them are at the same position, though, for utility, which is a new uh, yeah, which is a new one this year was the utility. But Ian Happ, whose defense was kind of questionable coming into the season, Left field finalist. Love to see that. He's still a great fit for us, potentially. But yeah, I'm, I'm not going to go into all these. Also, I just thought about the other day. We literally almost had Matt Olson. I just think about that sometimes. And then I get really sad. Like, we could have had it yeah. all. Matt Olson changes his team a lot. Um, Matt Olson is that dude. Yeah. And then Team so. uh, USA, uh, had, they have a list of their commits. For the 2023 World Baseball Classic, which I cannot fucking wait for. Um, yes, sir. Fielders, Pete Alonso, Tim Anderson, Nolan Arenado, Paul Goldschmidt, Trevor Story, Trey Turner, Bobby Witt Jr. Outfielders, you got Mookie Betts, Bryce Harper, Cedric Mullins, Mike Trout, who's going to be the team captain, and Kyle Tucker. Uh, catchers, JT Romuto and Will Smith. Pitchers, you got uh, David Bednar, Merrill Kelly, Dillian Tate, or Dylan Tate, and Devin Williams. Which there'll be more, Which, and there'll be some college kids that play on the team as well. I don't. I know David Bednar is an incredible closer for the Pirates. I under. I know Dylan Tate's name. No idea where he pitches. But J T. Realmuto and Will Smith, best catchers in base. But well, actually, Sean Murphy's up there too. But love both those guys. Kyle Tucker, Trout, Mullins, Harper, Betts. Yeah, that's nuts. Making me sweat a little bit. Infielders, Alonzo. I cannot uh, wait to watch a Mookie Betts, Bryce Harper, Mike Trout outfield. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot going on there. Kyle Tucker's a dog, too. Yeah, but like Mookie Betts, Bryce Harper, Mike Trout. Three of the best players in baseball. Like not just like best outfielders in baseball, best players in baseball. Yep. That yep. oh my god, that makes me so wet. Nolan that Arenado, one of the best defensive hard. third basemans in all of baseball, if not the and best. Um, yeah. Pete Alonso, dog at first base. Trey Turner, flashy. Bobby Wood Jr., big year this year. 
Trevor Story, I think he had a down year in Colorado, right? He did. Uh, uh, Boston playing second base. He was hurt oh, for a decent amount of the year. And he also just had a down yeah. year. He was on my fantasy team. and but Sad. Yeah, it'll be great. I cannot wait. I love the World Baseball Classic. I love it so much. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm really excited. Definitely gives us something to to look forward to. Uh, in between like the Olympics, which isn't always an, a, a given, right? That baseball will be part of it. And it's, and, it's and super the exciting. Olympics, you don't get MLB players. Yeah, true. That's that's why this is the Olympics. Well, I meant to see baseball outside of the normal seat. This is the best thing. Yeah. This is like what the Olympics for baseball should be, is that you get true MLB players. And it's just like... And then you get MLB <sighs> players going back to the Dominican, Japan, Cuba, Mexico. Like going back to their home countries and you get to see players that are teammates play against each other and people that play against each other play together. And it's, it's just so much fun. I think, um, Eli Morgan is playing for Israel. I think. Yeah. Um, I think Jose said he's going to play for the DR, but I don't think that's going to happen with him having that surgery. Um, which by the way, they said that he would be ready for spring training, yeah. like fully expected to be ready, which is kind of, I know, a side note at the last second, but just wanted to throw that out there, even though most people probably knew it. But I'm still coming down from getting all heated. Cannot wait. Uh, as far as the off-season stuff goes, uh, if this is your first off-season rocking with us, it's our second. Um, you know, we still try to do regular stuff. It's more around like an hour-ish. And mo- last year, it was really heavily about all the stupid lockout news. So that's not fun at all. And this year, I know Paul is like, thank Jesus, Alex doesn't have to talk to me about that. Yeah, because I don't really... We'll just hit on some Guardians news yeah. as stuff happens, transactions. We'll do some fun um, stuff that you'll we see normally a- do. Like, we've done a couple of them last year, the drafts and stuff. We're going to do one on the Patreon uh, exclusive this week. Um, but... We'll probably do one or two on the normal episode just to have some fun. Make a we make a baseball lineup out of something. We've done like the reindeer and we've done candy, uh, candy, and we made a baseball lineup out of Pokemon uh, stuff like that. Yeah, and it's it's a lot of fun to think through stuff, and uh, that is a great plug to. Uh, probably tomorrow we are going to any of the patrons listening. We appreciate you. Um, the third uh, Patreon exclusive episode is going to come out and well, we are going to make a lineup exclusive. or fourth. Excuse me. We're going to make a lineup out of Halloween ghouls, ghosts and monsters. And I'm really excited. I thought of it and I think it's a lot of fun. And so if you guys want to be able to listen to that, uh, the link It'll be uh, in the episode description. We'll take you to our website. You can get to our merch store. Uh, we had some playoff merch in there that was fun and a lot of other great things, all the classics. Uh, go check that out. You can get access to our Discord so we can talk ball all the time. And then obviously access to the Patreon where um, you know if you choose to support us that way, we appreciate it so much and you get access to additional content. So uh, outside of that, I think from the normal show, we're going to take a little break. It's a long season. It takes a lot. Um, There's a lot going on. So I think until the World Series is wrapped up slash free agency opens, things like that, uh, I think we're going to take a couple weeks break and then kind of get back on the normal schedule of either a Sunday or a Monday, depending on Paul's work schedule. And uh, and then we'll be weekly like normal. We have a lot of fun. It's a long season. This gives us a chance to, to... talk openly about things remember you know the season uh go down long rabbit holes about 
you know, people that we might want that we do get that we don't get trades uh, and, and talk a little bit more MLB news too. you know, we're not an MLB podcast at all, but you know, kind of keep you up to date on what's happening and, and react to it. So we still have a lot of fun in the off season. Don't go anywhere. Um, we love you guys. Can't believe we wrapped up our second season. This is nuts. And can't believe how much we've grown from like 200 followers yeah. at the beginning of the season to almost 2,500 on Twitter uh, to have a Patreon, to have a merch store, to have several hundred people listen is just like, I still have imposter syndrome <laughs> every day. I'm not going to lie. I really do. I just can't believe it. Not that we're anything special, but to the fact that anybody cares is just mind blowing. Thanks for rocking with us. Love you guys. Love the support. Um, man, go cards. I'm going to let you get it in though too. 2023, here we go. Like, yeah, dude, that World Series, like, I want them to win this year, but that 2023 World Series merch, <laughs> it's going to hit different. But we love you guys. We'll be back soon. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at 216BaseballPod. So I'll you know, give you an idea of when the new episodes are going to come out. Make sure you turn on uh, automatic downloads. That way you never miss an episode and know when we're coming back. It's not going to be a long hiatus, but just a couple weeks to reset, you know, get in that good mental space post-baseball. Um, Leave a review. And yeah. Yeah, leave a review. Helps us out. Helps other people find the show. Slap that five-star thing. Takes two seconds. And we couldn't do it without you yeah. guys. So we appreciate you. Love you guys. 2023 World Series champions. Everybody's saying it. Guards up, Guards baby. Guards up, baby. Let's go.